It's playoff time, and that means big stakes and even bigger promotions. Every day of basketball's playoffs, DraftKings will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. The best part? It's free to get your shot at these daily cash prizes. DraftKings will be offering two free-to-play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during the day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which teams will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Joining me today, old tingly nose, Chase Croshaw. Chase, how you feeling on this Wednesday afternoon? I ain't that the truth. Holy hell, my allergies are just brutal today. I was just telling Mike before we started recording, I woke up and my nose was just immediately tingly. I was like, oh, today's going to be a rough day. Just been sneezing, you know, clearing my throat, hacking up a lung all day. Uh, it, it's It's been brutal. Yeah, and well, I, I guess that does come with the season change and it being currently 81 degrees out here in Michigan um, in the recording room, in the recording studio. And oh boy, it is hot. Uh, so I'm sure. this one might have to go a little bit quicker. I might speed up the pace depending on how badly I start to sweat up here. But uh, we got a good show. We got to talk about our Tampa Bay Lightning off to a 2-0 lead in the series over the Florida Panthers. We're going to be talking about other stuff regarding the NHL playoffs. But Chase, I think first we need to mention Jack Thompson signs his entry-level deal with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And a huge congratulations to friend of the show, Jack Thompson. Yeah, you know, get on him, man. It's great to see. Uh, you know, everyone that heard the interview, you know, heard him. He's a, he's a good kid uh, and he speaks well. Uh, he, you know, he's definitely excited to be a part of the Tampa Lightning franchise uh, to kind of go over what he's done on the season. Uh, you know, I don't I don't even remember if we mentioned in the show or not, but uh, he went over uh, and played in Sweden, him along with Ethan Cardwell and then on another player from I, I believe from Sudbury as well. Um, but so he put over in Sweden in their third tier league, put up 18 points through 18 games as a defenseman, nine goals, nine assists, not too shabby, played a game of Syracuse, got his first professional assist. And then shortly after gets an entry level contract. So g- good for Tomer. That, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I imagine he's going to be back in the OHL next season. They, you know, they, they plan to play the season as usual, 
maybe he's someone who can kind of contend for a spot with Team Canada. That'd be awesome to see. Uh, just wish him nothing but the best going forward. Yeah, and I'm super pumped that he finally got his money. That big deal, the entry-level contract. Um, now it's official. Obviously, you get drafted. That's super exciting. He talked about that a little bit in our interview and the whole process of that. But to actually put pen to paper, that's just a huge deal. That just solidifies your position with the organization. So super excited for him. Super excited to see where his career takes him with the Tampa Bay Lightning. But Chase, we look to our games, uh, two games so far with the Florida Panthers and both Pretty electric games, pretty awesome games. The first one came, and it was nothing but star power as Kucherov went off, Braden Point went off, Barkov went off, Huberto went off. All of the star players that you expect to score in this series did so in the first game. Yeah, dude, it was about as electric of the first game as you could get in a series, as a game in general, really. You know, I saw plenty of people clamoring on Twitter about it being the best game of the season thus far, and I'm, I'm going to agree. But at the same time, I saw people whining, complaining, oh my God, Kucherov's playing, he shouldn't be allowed. Sh- shut the hell up. He was put on IR, he was put on IR using league rules, no rules broken, everything was followed, exactly the protocol, exactly as it should have been. And I'm sorry that Breezeball is just smarter than the rest of you guys. I don't know what you want him to do. So deal with it, suck it up. Kucherov didn't go on a tear. He's been playing fantastic so far. He puts up three points in this game. Um, he, you know, he really just dominated. Uh, it, it was awesome to see him come and, you know, come back. It was only two points, I think. No, it was three. Um, two but, goals, one assist. Oh, was it th- oh, yeah, two goals and assist. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, regardless, you know, he, he played awesome. Great to see him back. And it was just a game lead change after lead change after lead change. It was the only game on that Sunday they didn't go to overtime, but it pretty much might have been or might as well have been because it was only a minute 15 left in the game when we took the lead. And you know what would be just absolutely phenomenal is if GM of the year went to Brisebois and talking about it, talking about why he gets the award, it's the way that he maneuvered the Kucherov situation. That would just be amazing because all the people coming out and crying about the whole situation, like... Hey, don't hate the player, hate the game. It's it's an old saying, but it works here too because Brisebois did nothing wrong. He followed all the rules, and it worked beautifully for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Nikita Kucherov, he looked phenomenal. I mean, he hasn't played in game action all year, and so to see him come in and just look like he didn't even lose a step – Absolutely amazing. So very excited to continue to watch this team move forward. The power play was absolutely electric. I don't see how it couldn't be when you have Braden Point, Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, Victor Hedman, and Anthony Sorelli. Um, I, I know the commentators were even talking about, man, this power play is scary as hell, which I, it is. Yeah, it really is something. I mean... It- it's something we talked about before. Uh, the, these talented power plays, you know, like Tampa, that they have because they have so much skill power uh, and just like firepower. But it's not always a good thing because sometimes there can be so much talent that they're just trying to set up everybody. And, you know, sometimes someone just needs to finish. But with Kucherov back, you know, that kind of helps eliminate that. He, he's a guy who's just here is happily going to, you know, put the puck in the back of the net. And that's great to see. And, you know, one more thing I want to mention before this game, too, uh, like for this game before we move on is shots were 40 to 39 in favor of Tampa. So it literally pretty much just came down to the last shot of the game with, with how, you know, the tides are always changing here. The lead changes are always happening. It, you really couldn't have asked for anything more in a hockey game than this game. 
And I talked about how I didn't think that the goaltending would be as bad as people expected for the Florida Panthers. And I think in game one, it wasn't, even though there was a five-goal performance by the Tampa Bay Lightning. When he got 40 shots, Bobrovsky stopped 35 of them. He looked pretty good that night. Um, he did not get to return in that for game two. That was Dreiger, but or Drieger, but I, I think overall, both goalies have played pretty decently so far. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put any fault on the goalies here. Uh, you know, but Bob did what he could. He probably should have, uh, you know, started a game two, in my opinion. But it's kind of what we talked about. We, we thought that whichever goalie started the first one, um, if they lost, they're going to move on to the next one. And maybe if they lost that one, they move on to Spencer Knight. And uh, there's a lot of people on Twitter hoping for that. So will we see that? Who knows? Uh, it would definitely be exciting, though. Yeah, and as of right now, there is no announcement on who will start for the Florida Panthers in Game 3. But, Chase, before we hop over to uh, like a Game 3 outlook or the rest of the series outlook, we do have to mention Game 2. This was last uh, night. Uh, and Also, we, for- we forgot to mention the Venice suspension from Game 1. Okay, well, we'll hop into it now. So game two was without Sam Bennett as he got suspended in game one. And without Sam Bennett, the Florida Panthers couldn't score because Sam Bennett is their ultimate goal scorer. And that led to a 3-1 victory for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Clearly. I mean, he actually has played pretty well since he's gone to Florida. But that, that hit was a dirty shot. I mean, it... It couldn't be any more boarding hit from behind than, than that hit. It was just full seams ahead and just staring at the numbers and killed him from behind. Uh, you know, it, it, it was garbage, but he, he gets a suspension. Tampa you know, takes advantage of him being gone. And, you know, a, a good 3-1 win. Another entertaining game. Uh, empty Natter at the end to kind of make it seem a little bit further than it was. But, you know, I, I love Tampa's effort in this one. It was a little more defensive than the last. Uh, yet again, I think both goalies played well in this game. Um It's just really, yet again, what you're asking out of a hockey game. I have to say, I did have one gripe with Tampa on this game, and that was within the last five minutes, they kind of turtled. There was multiple times where a Tampa forward would bring it up the ice, get into the offensive zone, and it would be a four-on-one in favor of the Panthers because no one else came up to help said forward. So um, I did have a little problem with that, but we did get the victory, so not too much to fault there. I'm just worried... Don't keep turtling because we know how turtling works, and we've talked about it before. Chase and I both not fans of the turtle whatsoever. No, 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 no. I, I'm not too worried going forward. Uh, it, it was, it, it just seemed kind of more of like Florida really turning up their gears and kind of bringing it all to, to Tampa, and that was just kind of their reaction was what they could do. It's all they could kind of muster. Um, so you know, going forward, I'm not too worried about it. This Tampa team is incredibly talented. I mentioned that so many times this year. And, you know, they're ready for this challenge. So game three coming up back in Tampa, uh, you know, they're ready to take this on and maybe, you know, push for that 4-0 series sweep. Uh, it's not impossible. But, I mean, if that does happen, this would be like the hardest 4-0 sweep that's ever existed, really. And that's something that I didn't expect because I think both of us predicted, what, six games? Yes, we did. So to see that could be... Pretty crazy. I'm not going to say the word. So if it doesn't go as planned, Chase said the word. So blame him. Um, But Chase, I think that in the game one, especially, we can really count on the experience, the playoff experience that the Tampa Bay Lightning have that put them over the hump over Florida. We saw so many goal or lead changes in that game. But to clutch up at the end, to clutch up with uh, a little over a minute left on the clock, that's something that I think only comes with experience in the playoffs. 
Oh, yeah, it's definitely a big part of it, having this past experience, especially from last year. It, it definitely plays a factor. Uh, it, it's Florida. It's their kind of really first go around. I mean, I think it's only their second playoff series since moving into that building in 98, I want to say the year it was. Um, so, like, it's, it's it's been tough sliding for Florida. Um, you know, they, they haven't really ha- had much opportunity in the playoffs, but here they are again. Uh, you know, you know they're, they're a team that's on the up. They're kind of getting their experience, getting their feet wet. You know, this team might be more dangerous down the road, like in a year or two. Uh, you know, Barkov should resign, and this team will be a little bit older, a little more experienced. But for now, they're they're you know they're just trying to get that. And it's hard to beat a team like Tampa, who's just coming off of a cup run and has all that experience and talent. Absolutely. Well, Chase, let's take a look at the outlook for the rest of the series. And before we get into too much, I want to know right now if you were the coach, if you were Joel Quenville, who would be your starting goalie for Game Three? I mean, you've already cycled through one and two, so you have to move on to a different goalie for game three. You can't start one goalie game one and then start a different goalie game two and game three if, if, even if like game two is a loss. So I, it's either going to be Bobrovsky or Spencer Knight, and at this point, you might as well just go Spencer Knight. He's going to be your guy of the future. I got a good feeling he's your starting goalie next year because like he's already got that talent level. So why not give him the shot in playoffs? You know, he played in the regular season, played pretty well. I think he can handle it. Uh, he played for Team USA in so many different spots. Has been a really clutch player, so why not give him the shot here? For sure, I'd love to see that. And uh, a big stage for this rookie goaltender, only his what fifth game of the season because I think he's only played four in the regular season. So his fifth game would be a playoff game that would be crazy to see what happens. But Chase, let me ask, what does Tampa have to do to continue to produce wins? Is it just simply keep playing how you're playing, um, don't let off the gas pedal, or is there something else that you're seeing that you want them to improve on a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's it just stick to your game is all it comes down to. I mean, when Tampa's playing their game, they're not a beatable team. And we, we saw that last game for a lot of good chunks up until the end, and then even in game one, um, when, pretty much anytime they held the lead, they were playing their game. The second they lost the lead, their, their game kind of slipped up. Um, so it's just about, you know, playing your game, just they're this high offense, um, capitalizing on these grade A chances, not necessarily taking loads of shots, but getting these incredible scoring chances, you know, they're, they're that type of team. Just keep doing that. You know, if you do that in the playoffs, especially against inexperienced goalies, cause I mean, face it, like, you know, Drieger special night, if either of those two guys start, you know, it'll be Drieger's ever second professional pro game. He's never played in a pro game before. And he's 27. Spencer Knight's, you know, a 20 year old goalie. So he doesn't have experience either. So it's just just get those great opportunities and get, get, get those shots and just wear them down. Definitely an exciting series to continue to look forward to. We're going to take a quick commercial break. But on the other side of the commercial break, we're going to continue to talk about the rest of the playoff landscape, as well as some recent hires and re-signings in the NHL. Hello, my name is Richard Blosser, host of the Grit and Barrett podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network, covering the Hershey Bears, the 11-time Calder Cup champions of the American Hockey League, and the 2018 Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals. 
Each Tuesday, I recap Bears games, give you Bears news, notes, and nuggets, and all of the hockey news that matters to me, whether it's the American Hockey League, the NHL, or banter about hockey jerseys. This hack brings you high energy. They score! Connor McMichael has ended the game! Unfiltered. Look, Herco's really going to have to work hard to bring back the fan base from this pandemic because you can't just rely on vaccinations. You have a fan base that is old, stubborn, and very reluctant to change. Not to mention you got to work on bringing back families and then whatever fan base you can try and get back from other parts of the state. You just can't rely on people coming out from 81 and 78. You got to work on a fan base that's very, very hesitant to change and at times unfocused. Look, Ovechkin is basically the guy who comes into the bar, kicks open the door, and says, Who ordered a white Russian, huh? Well, we all know Sidney Crosby is the guy who enters in from the side door, red carpet, VIP, Armani suits, and alligator shoes. That's just the type of guys they are. So join me every Tuesday here on the Hockey Podcast Network for the Grit and Barrett Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1. That's Grit, G-R-I-T, and B-E-A-R-I-T-P-1 on Twitter. Available wherever you get all your podcasts. Part of the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, and we are back. Uh, Chase, let's look at the... No, actually, let's go through the signings first. Let's go through um, some of the other stuff first, some of the news before we go into um, the whole NHL playoff landscape first. So let's start with the Red Wings. They re-signed Jeff Blashill. Not something I would do personally, but if Stevie Y maybe... I I don't know if he believes in Blashill. I'll say that. But I think that he sees that this team doesn't have the talent. So maybe he's thinking, okay, we'll have Blasio. We'll keep him around to try to um, develop the talent on the team. And then once the team has the talent, if he can't do it still, then we bring in someone else. I, I don't know if he fully believes in them, but a resigning I wouldn't do personally. You know, I grew up a uh, Red Wings fan. It was my number one team. Tampa was always my second love. We started doing the show. Tampa's, you know, really taking a good spot in my heart here, of course. But I, I still follow the Red Wings. And this is a move that I saw someone about on Twitter a couple weeks ago, like that it was probably going to be happening after the season. I was like, you, you know, it's kind, kind of pointless, uh, annoying, but at the same time, it'd be pointless to go sign someone else. The Red Wings, they made improvements at the end of the year. And, you know, they started looking like a, an actual competent hockey team. You know, if they played like they did at the end of the year, the whole season, They'd finish closer to the playoffs than to last in the league because they, like, they, they did play well. Um, they still wouldn't be a playoff team. Don't get me wrong. The talent was just not there, but they made improvements. And if you look back in Blashill's history, he's one of all these levels where it's younger players in, in developing. Uh, so he, he's got experience developing players, you know, in, whether it be in junior or college or in the American League. He, he can do it. So if you give him the opportunity, he can develop these guys here in the NHL uh, and Two years from now, when the team is in a spot where they're getting ready to make a playoff push again, you move on, you hire someone else. It, you know, I've got no issue that at this point anymore. It, for that reason, it makes sense. But I, I get that Red Wings fans are probably frustrated with the signing as well. Yeah, and Chase, you were even looking at another possible coach to come over to the Red Wings, one who has had a lot of success um, lately with you know Vegas before he got shipped off. So. What would that look like if they instead went a different route than Jeff Blashill? 
I mean, Gallant makes a lot of sense. Him and Steve Eisman were, were great friends and teammates for a long time in Detroit. Um, and, you know, they're still friends to this day. So it would make sense. Gallant is very good at his job. Steve is very good at his job. Um, but at the same time, you know, Gallant's the kind of guy you want to bring when the team is maybe a little more ready to produce. Uh, you saw the success he had with Vegas. I think he's very prematurely fired. He should not have been fired from that job. Um, so it, it would have been nice for Detroit to go out and, you know, have him take over the job. But maybe he either takes off a couple of years from coaching or he goes and coaches somewhere else in the meantime and they can, you know, kind of circle back and bring him back in in a couple seasons. That'd be pretty cool. For sure. Well, Chase, we'll move on to the Rangers. This is an organization that has cleaned house over the past two weeks, and they decided to bring in Mike Greer as hockey ops advisor for the New York Rangers. And I think it's a pretty cool story. Mike Greer, he did play in the NHL, but also his brother Chris Greer is the current GM of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, it's 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 fun stuff. Um, and it, it, you know, good, good for I don't know if that's that actually like true. I've never heard that before. What that Mike Greer played in the NHL or that Chris Greer, his is, brother is, is GM is the Dolphins GM. Honestly, I had no yeah. idea about that. Yeah, his brother's the had, GM of the Dolphins. Yeah, I know. I, I had no idea about that. So that, that that's, that's even cooler. But you know, it's it's cool for Mike Greer because I, I did like him as a, as a player. You know, he 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 played a hard game, but he he definitely loved the game. You you could tell by the way he did it. So you know, good for him. Uh, and it's also great that, you know, my more minority candidates, as we'll talk about two more coming up, are getting these opportunities in hockey. Um, it, it just it's good to see that diversity because hockey has for a long time. It's not been that diverse of a sport, but we're, we're definitely growing in, the, in that sector. And, you know, I love to see it. It's just better for the game. So that this this kind of hire really helps promote that, I should say. For sure. And you talked about how the NHL is kind of an old boys club. So to bring in new candidates with new outlooks um, is really cool to see. And I think Mike Greer is going to have a lot of success because, like you said, he's got a passion for the game. But if he ever needs any advice, I mean, his brother's a big time GM in the NFL. So uh, that that's super awesome to have to have that backstop that if you are in a difficult situation I know they're different sports but it's it's really a similar role so if you do end up in a difficult situation you have that you have your brother to be there and to help you so very fun for him uh excited to see where Mike Greer but really the whole Greer family continue to take their careers as they you know continue to grow in the major leagues of the NFL and the NHL. But Chase, next up, Dr. Haley Wickenheiser promoted to senior director of player development for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, in case you in case anyone missed it, you know, Haley Wickenheiser, she just recently became a doctor, so congrats to her. And then not not too long after she becomes senior director of player development, which is just awesome. You know, you know, good good for her. She's obviously, you know, one of the best, not the best women's hockey player in, in the history of the sport. She's a very talented. She has a great mind for the game. And, you know, she, she's had success in Toronto, what she's done so far. So she's done everything she needs to do to earn this promotion. So good on her. And, you know, hopefully she can, you know, continue to carve a path. Maybe she can get into more front office managerial type stuff down the road. Yeah, nothing but wishing success for Haley Wickenheiser. But, Chase, I have to ask, uh, do you think her doctorate's going to be, like, used? Like, put to use? I, I don't, like, I just... I don't know. I, I feel like it's so funny because she becomes a doctor and then immediately she becomes senior director of player development for the Leafs. And it seems like, you know, that's not going to change anytime soon. She's going to continue to be a part of the Leafs, be a part of the NHL. So is she really going to be able to put that to use? 
well, she was she was studying to become a doctor while she was still working for the Leafs in a smaller role uh, or like a lesser role, still still a prominent role. So it, it, I think it kind of because she recently just got a job at a hospital. Um, I, so this is something that you can do. You know, she can be like a almost part time or, you know, work a couple days at the hospital and then, you know, do the rest of the days with the Maple Leafs. Uh, you know, player development, it, it's a different kind of role, too. Um, it, it's not necessarily somewhere where you got to work nine to five or you got to work noon to eight, whatever, whatever the hell it is. It's, you know, it, it just really kind of like, you know, being there for, for players and, you know, checking in on how your prospects are developing, checking on the American League system, checking in NHL guys. It, it's really all it comes down to. So it's something that she probably honestly could do a, a decent chunk of her role on her own time anyway. So if she wants to do a couple of days, you know, work at the hospital, she could pull this off. Extremely motivated person too, honestly. I mean, one of the, if not the most successful women's hockey player of all time, then becomes senior director of player development for a major team, an original six NHL franchise, and then also wants to continue to help efforts, I assume, with the pandemic by helping in hospitals and everything like that. So absolutely incredible, honestly. Yeah, it is. All right, Chase. Well, we talk about another female getting a high position in the NHL. Megan Dugan named the manager of player development for the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, I mean, good for her. I don't know if she was working in a role like this prior, honestly. Um, but you know, if so, if not, it doesn't matter. She's another, another women's hockey player who's had a lot of success. Um, and she definitely seems like she knows what she's doing and has, you know, has an eye for the game, has a brain for the game. So this hire makes sense, you know, good for her. It's cool for the devils. It's cool for her. She's, you know, just helping kind of just like Haley Wickenheiser, you know, be a role model to, you know, these girls and women who are trying to get into the game. And that's great to see. Absolutely. And when it comes to Greer, Wickenheiser, and Dugan, we wish nothing but the best for them and their future in their current positions and even onwards and upwards to higher positions. But Chase, we'll move on to the Stanley Cup playoffs, the whole landscape of it. Um, We know that our Tampa Bay Lightning have a 2-0 lead. If we look at Carolina and Nashville right now, Carolina is up 1-0. This is a series that I think we thought could be competitive but we thought Carolina would take it so with them being up one nothing right now it seems like we were in the right boat they do have a game later tonight the Caps and the Bruins tied at 1-1 as well as the Penguins and the Islanders at 1-1 as well as the Vegas Golden Knights in Minnesota at 1-1 while Colorado and St. Louis at a one nothing lead for Colorado as well so Chase out of these playoff series which one have you outside of our Tampa Bay Florida games which series have you kind of taken a liking to? That if a game's on, you're like, man, I, I do want to watch this game because it's been a good series so far. I'm excited to watch more. So I, I really enjoyed watching Boston so far. Uh, it, it's been some pretty good hockey, and I, I, I want to watch more of it. You know, going forward, like it's just it's been good games. You know, the Boston overtime winner like 39 seconds in overtime the other day it's a tough blow for washington but it's also kind of cool to see that stuff just you know you wait 20 minutes and you just go and end the game that quickly um but that one's been entertaining you know and, and even minnesota vegas i haven't watched any of these games yet but i, I definitely need to tune in um you know game one went to overtime zero zero game joel erickson wins it in overtime you know i predicted that bucci overtime winner but i didn't get picked so you know c- kind of hurt 
But uh, these two series are, are both interesting so far, and I look forward to seeing the Canadian uh, series start up here pretty soon. You know, there could be some good games played in that as well. Um, but really, those two fir- first two series I mentioned are the ones I got my eye on. Yeah, I'm super excited for the North Division to get kicking as the first matchup is tonight. Um, I don't remember if it's Toronto series that starts tonight or Edmonton series that starts tonight. I think it's Toronto's. Yeah, I think it's Toronto. Toronto well. starts tonight, and then Edmonton's will start Thursday night. So excited for both of those series. Um, I, I think that the Toronto series could be a pretty quick series, one that isn't super intriguing to watch. Could also be a super surprising series where Montreal does do some damage. I am excited for Edmonton and Winnipeg, though, because we've talked about our love for Winnipeg because of Connor Hellebuck, because of Kyle Connor, who grew up in the same area as us, and then Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Those guys are always just so fun to watch. So that's a series I'm really looking forward to, and... I, I wish that I could say that I have been super intrigued by the Penguins and the Islanders. Um, I, I'm one of those people that am a big fan of Sidney Crosby. I know a lot of people aren't. Um, but when you have someone that is just that talented, how can you not be? Uh, I feel like that's just, just hating on someone because they're good. Um, so I wish I could say that I was interested in this matchup, but the Islanders really make it hard. Yeah, it, it's boring stuff. Um it, it just it's not that exciting of a series and i think that Sidney crosby narrative is, is really changing the last couple of years it seems like there's a lot less hate on him uh, people are understanding how great of a player he is and you know what he does for the game and appreciate how he treats you know the game and his training and stuff so he's he's a, he's a much more appreciative appreciated player than he was before but I, I still get what you're saying and yeah it's just it's just not too exciting of a series yeah well chase has there been anything at all that has shocked you whatsoever in the playoffs so far I mean, just that honestly, that Minnesota Vegas game one is the one, one thing that's really shocked me so far that going zero zero into overtime in Minnesota getting it. You know, I, I sent you a stat that it was through the last th- whatever it was as of, but through uh, Flurry's last three playoff appearances, he has like a point eight five goals against uh, like a nine seven two save percentage and his team has scored no goals in front of him. Like, just, just brutal. Just brutal. Absolutely. Like, you, you feel yeah, for him. Yeah, absolutely brutal. And I, I completely forgot. It totally slipped my mind. But thankfully, you said overtime. That's one thing that surprised the hell out of me. I mean, game one of the Caps Bruins goes to overtime. That was game one of the playoffs on Saturday night. On Sunday, we got to see Pittsburgh and the New York Islanders go to overtime. We got to see Vegas and Minnesota go to overtime. We got to see a non-playoff game that no one really cared about, but that went to overtime too. There's been so much overtime in this series so far, or in the playoffs so far, and that's something that is exciting. And I I have to say, though, we were at a uh, friend's function. We were at a grad party on Sunday. And we were trying to watch the overtime for the Islanders and the Penguins. Everyone else is drinking. Everyone else is playing Bago. And we're just like, okay, come on, get it over with, get it over with. But outside of that situation alone, more hockey is never a bad thing. Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, free hockey. You can't complain about free hockey. You know, just like that five overtime game, la- you know, last playoffs, uh, it just that, that might have been a little too much for hockey. I'm going to be honest. I spent my whole day watching that game. It's like, oh, hope I got nothing else to do with the rest of the day. No, that was eight hours of my life. <laughs> I'll also say that I am a little surprised on 
how big of a step playoff hockey is this year compared to the regular season. Because we always know that playoff hockey is bigger and better. But for some reason, it just seems like this season, the regular season, was good, but was a little bit slower. It picked up a little bit towards the end, but then slowed down once all the healthy scratches came in. But, man, almost every series so far has just come out on fire, including that Tampa, Florida game one, which a lot of people, like you said, are saying is the best game of the season. Uh, the playoff hockey performance has been phenomenal across the board. It, it really has. It, it's been a lot of fun stuff. You know, I look forward to the rest of this going forward. Hopefully get some more overtime games. Hopefully get some close series because it really has been great. So that'll do it for our playoff coverage right now Uh, a lot more to come obviously but we're gonna hop into hockey name of the day and we're excited to see what happens in the next couple of days with our tampa bay lightning but as well as so many other teams across the playoff landscape so scrolling down here chase um congratulations to this guy because he's a grad get it (laughs) (laughs) gradmir um janus Gradmir Yanus, yeah, easy enough, right? Awesome, so good. Um, I'm gonna be honest. The only reason I clicked on, but I went on Elite Prospects, and um, there, there's so there's a last added like thing, right? Like kind of like right at the top of it. I'm like, yeah, I see this guy. Let's just click on him. I'm like, yeah, why not? You know, I was I was struggling finding a name today. Uh, I was out of names on my bookmark list, and I was trying to look for one. And I was like, yeah, I can't find one that I just really love right now. So we'll just go with this dude. But yeah, Gradmir, he is a 14-year-old defenseman, uh, 2006. He's playing in the U16 in Russia. Yeah, he had an assist and was minus 22 through 15 games. You know, pretty young kid playing in that league. So he was 15 turn or 13 turned 14 during the season. So you know, good good for him for being able to play at that level. Uh, we'll, we'll see if he can continue and grow into something further down the road. You know, he's he represents Russia. He was born in Kazakhstan. Um, that's really all we got on him i mean we'll, we'll see more as this kid develops maybe we'll see him in the nhl one day or maybe we'll see him in the khl who knows did you really need to make me feel this old on a wednesday afternoon chase coming at me with a 2006 birthday yeah you know i, I figured why not right it's ridiculous i you know my dad told me a while back that just wait i was talking about you know draft players and stuff and like Oh man, I'm 18. I am close to being like, um, and it it was football, a football conversation. So I was like, man, I'm getting close to being eligible age for, uh, getting drafted by the NFL. And he's like, just wait until you're older than them. It's like, what? And now I'm at that point. And that's weird. Yeah. It, it, it really is. I remember 2016 came around. I'm like, oh, my NHL draft eligible. Cool. And then, you know, 2019 comes around. And it's like, all right, now I'm like NFL draft eligible. And then both those things pass. Um, you know, I'm here. I'm 23 years old. Um, I'm out of college. Uh, pretty pretty much careless. I'm working, you know, an, an unpaid scouting job, you know, podcasting. It's all, all my life is. And we got these kids that are five years younger than me getting drafted to the NHL. So it's lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, basically what we're trying to say is hold on to your youth as long as you can, because um, I mean, it's fun being an adult, but at the same time, just looking back and seeing like some of this stuff, it's like, Oh man, what have I done with my life? Yeah, for real. <laughs> All right, Chase. Well, that's going to do it for the episode. So why don't you hit them with an outro and then we can get out of here and I can get out of this hot room. All right. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, you know, we'd appreciate it. 
not just us, but the whole network. Not required, but you can go check it out. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. If you want to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. That way you can get your hockey talk, you can get your football talk, you can get your everything talk. You know, just between those three channels. Uh, make sure to check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. And do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for coming out. We'll talk to you next time.